Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am so excited today to have Alexa Landestroy here with us. She is the host pre and post on NBC Sports Washington for the Washington Capitals. And I'm going to turn it over to her and let her introduce herself and her sportsaholic self. Yes, Danielle, thank you so much for having me. I always say this job is like 24 seven and more like a lifestyle. So yeah, in my uh, social media bio, I have sportsaholic in there. Absolutely love what I do from Southern California, big beach and sunshine girl. Um, but love all sports. So, so uh, enjoyed working with the Capitals and so thankful that you uh, had me on here today. I'm so excited. So excited to have you here. Um, I would love to just kind of start from your beginning story of how you came into reporting because you've really, not only is hockey the only thing that you cover, you've covered football, you've covered basketball, you've covered a wide range of sports. How did you start your reporting career? Yeah, so I always knew I came from a big sports family. My dad, I call him the sports encyclopedia. Um, I knew I wanted to work in sports, wasn't sure what uh, angle I was going to do, whether physical therapy, broadcasting, what it looks like. So as a senior in high school, I was kind of like, okay, I think I want to give broadcasting a shot. I think that's what I want to major in in college. It's like the big question going into college for everybody. So um, I went out and started just interviewing high school players when I was a high school senior and would climb fences and interview these guys. And that's kind of how it all started and just created a YouTube channel really for my uh, family to all watch some of the videos that I was doing that my parents were my cameraman on an iPad. Um, and then that turned into doing more and more, just different companies reaching out, seeing my work on YouTube. And that's kind of how the broadcasting journey began for me, really nothing formal, just kind of on an iPad and doing what I loved. And then flash forward to get to TCU and went into athletics and just kind of started pitching ideas. And then that took off as well, just kind of building from the ground up, kind of a role of being a sports reporter there and doing social media shows. And then I turned into kind of being a reporter um, and then interned with Fox Sports Southwest while in school at TCU. And that was the start of, you know, got in there doing the grunt work, logging, yes. being there till 2 a.m., running the scripts, giving coffee, yeah. a few moments thinking, what the heck am I doing here? And then my mom just told me, you know, just be the best logger you can be, you know, yeah. be yourself, be a hard worker. So that's exactly what I did and just kept in touch with a lot of the producers there, would send them just little clips that I would do on the side, nothing formal again. And I think they were just impressed by, you know, my will to just make it happen and go out there and kind of create my own opportunities. So then that turned into them calling me and saying, hey, we want to send you out to do high school football and then just never saying no to any opportunity. Yeah working with the WNBA as well. Yeah. Um, so basically doing all that while in college. So it started all in high school, worked through college, a little bit crazy. My last semester, yeah. I graduated in three and a half years. I think I was taking like 19 hours and like traveling every weekend for high school uh, football. So it was so crazy, but I wouldn't change it because I absolutely loved it um, and just loved what I was doing. So I was just making it work um, and then came here to DC in the summer of 2019 after graduation, just figuring out what the future holds, I, you know, thought I would stay in Texas and came here to DC. So it's crazy. It all started just climbing fences as a high school senior with my parents as my cameraman, but here we are and I've enjoyed it ever since. Yeah. Persistence is a word that if nobody describes you as like, that is one of the words that popped my mind when you're just telling, like you are hardcore, never stopping, never giving up. Oh, so sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah. I just think 
when I have a dream or I want something, it's kind of like, Hey, you got to work for it. And, um, that's just kind of what I've, what I've done to kind of get to where I am. So it's kind of like, I'm going to work hard and hopefully, you know, make that happen. Yes. Yes. And through your journey, you've gotten to do some really cool things. You've covered part of the 2020, uh, Tokyo Olympics too, which was an exciting year for Olympics, but is there been a moment that you've been like, okay, I really understand this sport, or I kind of, I have more understanding of this one, even though you're reporting on all of this. Yeah. It's very interesting because I always tell people, I think, you know, when I started out, it was kind of, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be Aaron Andrews. I'm going to be a sideline reporter for football. And that's what I want to be, you know, it was like the one track to get there. And I think I've learned as, you know, these opportunities have come and I'm kind of like, okay, yes, I'll do this. Or, you know, WNBA. Yeah. It's going to be a good experience. I'll take it. The biggest thing I've learned is, Hey, if you can be a reporter or a host, like you can do it with anything. Of course, some sports that are maybe not as known to you, you got to research, you got to work a little bit harder, you know, talk to people, have mentors and people that are in that field. And luckily I've been around a lot of great people, but it's okay to take a job. Even the WNBA, when I took that job, I told the producer like, Hey, I, I love all sports. I know a little bit about the WNBA. I don't know everything, but I promise if you give me this job, I will learn everything about it and the ins and outs. And, you know, just be honest about that. And um, then I think it takes like a season, even now it's my second season with the caps. And I finally feel like it's kind of like everything's the back of my hand. So with any job, I think it takes some time and it's okay too. in any job to not know exactly what you're doing at the beginning, but you know, make it till you make it and keep just working hard, studying, um, learning everything. And then things will come a little bit easier. So I'm not sure if there's ever been like the one moment, but in every job I've had, it just is a little bit harder at the beginning um, yeah. to kind of learn all of that. But if you just put in the work and then things will kind of come more naturally, the more yeah. that you do it. Your time with the WNBA, I just from doing my research on you and looking at your socials and all of your videos on your YouTube channel, like really left an impression. And you did such an incredible job of following that team that I was like, I don't think there is enough attention on WNBA. So I was like, you brought such great attention to the Dallas wings and everything that they were doing. Um, yep. And it's, it's, it's a sport that's growing, which is cool. And more attention is being, um, paid to them, which is fantastic to see. No, totally super exciting. And it was a great league. I loved my time doing that. And yeah, just putting more of a spotlight and you see now, you know, getting that ESPN spotlight and just getting more in that prime time, um, what they deserve, which is awesome. You growing up in California, what made you go to tech TCU? Yeah. Well, I wanted the whole college experience. When I was coming out, I was like, I want the sports sorority, my major. Yes. So I did like the full college tour with my mom nice. who went to Georgia, um, yep. Alabama, Auburn, yep. um, UF in Florida, um, Colorado Boulder was another one up there. And I just kind of traveled around and I knew like, I love California. Literally all my family is in Southern California. So all my aunts and uncles, like everyone is there. It's a big yeah. deal to leave. Yeah. And I was one that I'm still gone, which is still crazy, but it will always be home for me. Um, But just wanted that whole college experience. And I think stepping foot on TCU, it's so um, visually pleasing. The campus is beautiful. It's in the DFW that has a lot of big sports. That was a big draw for me, wanting to kind of work while in school. I could do that and intern at these these networks while still in college, Um, having the sports right on campus, the sororities, like it really just had it all. I think I didn't realize going in and probably like, okay, let's take the jump. I think this is it. And then yeah. now looking back, it's like the best decision I ever made. Met my husband there now and 
So um, that's kind of why I took the jump to go to TCU. Very cool. I've heard nothing but incredible things about uh, all of the Texas colleges. Um, So it's, it's like no shock that you see all these people just flooding to Texas to go to uh, Texas A&M or TCU or all these places. Mm-hmm. I've just heard such incredible things. No, it's such a great place. I'm a little biased. TCU is the best, uh, but I know great school, great education. Yeah. Um, and so great. So yeah. And a big pride in our sports, which is awesome. And so fun. And I know a lot of people enjoy that as well. Yes, absolutely. Has there been someone along the way that has been a mentor to you in any way? You, you've gotten to work for such incredible sports companies and um, broadcast for so many teams, but has there been someone that's really along the way been such a mentor for you? Yeah, I think I've had, I've been so lucky to have so many, uh, like a lot of people ask me like, what is it being a woman in this industry and going through everything? And I just say, I've been so lucky to be with like the best people along the way who really like trust and respect me for who I am. Um, I think I've had different mentors in different stages. Bob Steinfeld was my producer with the Dallas Wings. Um, and he really took me under his wing. When I first started doing sideline, I thought like the producer tells you what to wear, like what to do. Like, I just really had no idea what this business is like. So he really taught me a lot, also took a chance on me. So I'll never forget that. Um, and then for me, my time at TCU, Coach Patterson, sadly, is no longer a head football coach. But he meant a lot to me during my time and still we connect just really giving me that opportunity to kind of doors are wide open at the football facility. Anything I wanted to do, he uh, listened to some of my crazy ideas um, and just always gave me that go ahead. So I will always, you know, forever be grateful for that. And then here with the cats, Alan May, our analyst has been so great to me, really teaching me everything. No question is a dumb question with him. Um, and has been really like family now to me. It was at my wedding and all that stuff. So I think in anybody's, in any business that you're in, it's just yeah. finding people that you trust and respect and love the work that they do and kind of, they'll take you under their wing. And, um, I've been lucky. Those are just a few, um, yeah. people who have really helped me in this business, uh, yeah. navigate it where I'm still young in the career, but I've been lucky to have some great people. And what an incredible season capitals just had you got to we had just had um we're in the middle of a playoff run but the capitals yeah. were in the first round a very exciting first round too it seemed like every series was going to game six or seven yeah. was there a favorite moment that you've had from this season or this playoff time um that's just kind of stuck with you well there's so many we always say we're so lucky with the caps to cover alex ovechkin and his yeah chase for Gretzky on a nightly basis Uh, I think this season when it really hit me which again I love what I do and I'm like it still I don't think hit me that I was covering Alex Ovechkin until the night that he passed Dave Anderchuk becoming the all-time leader in power play goals and it was an away game and he was putting on the headset and my producer said me okay like we're about to get OV live after this moment I think I was just like oh my gosh, like shaking, like, this is such a big moment. Really can't screw this up. Also, when you're in live TV, like we didn't know this was going to happen too. So a lot of things aren't planned. So even him getting that record, we knew he was close, but you know, you're not like fully prepared for all these things sometimes. And so that was, I feel like the moment where it was really like, wow, like I get to be a part of some big moments, big times. Um, So I think just covering OV, um has been just such a highlight of my time with the capitals and obviously all the players in the organization and we have a lot of guys who have been with our team um their whole careers which we're so lucky but i think ov is one of those where uh i just kicked myself where i'm gonna look back one day and be like that's so cool that i got to 
be along the ride for his chase of greatness, um, which I'm so blessed to do. I mean, and you had just said it, what an incredible, I mean, team to be cut just, just to be part of right now with OV and his chase. You've got Backstrom, Oshi, Tom Wilson. There is no shortage of like that team is not the same without all of those pieces yeah. there. And, and it's a ton of excitement all the time just to be watching them play. Um, there's a lot of seriousness, but also then you just see Oshi and Backstrom just goofing off and, and Wilson. Um, but I, it's such an incredible time just to be with them right now. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, I know. I came in, sadly, didn't, I wasn't a part of our Stanley Cup run, but I'm hoping we get back there and have some fun time because I've heard some great stories. But yeah, yeah, so blessed. I mean, all the guys in our team are great. And really this city gets behind the Capitals. I mean, they really, right. and I think again, when you have Alex Ovechkin, John Carlson, these big names, Backstrom, Oshi, Kuznetsov, all these guys, you know, the, the fans know what they've got and they want to watch. And obviously you and the Carolinas, you guys have some great fans as well. Yeah. But these fans like ride or die with the Capitals, you know, so lucky to have them. It's like the playoff games are electric and they, they come out, they watch your shows, they're supportive. So that's also super fun. Just be a part of the community that is the Capitals because it really is like extends more than just the franchise as yes. well. Yes. And I think it speaks to, we hear this conversation a lot is the out of market and in market teams and yeah. us being Carolina hurricanes, Washington capitals being those out of markets, you know, we get a little bit looked at differently than, you know, the original six or things like that. So it is yeah. so cool when our fans do show up and because we represent hard, like there is no shortage of people who are ready to pack these two arenas and really get loud for our teams. So it is, I think it speaks a lot to all of the, all the Boston fans and all the Rangers fans and everything that, Hey, we can show up to and we can play against you guys. And um, it's really cool to see. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We love when we get loud in the arenas. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. What does a, um, you did kind of during the playoffs, like a, a reels and things like that during, yeah. Uh, just kind of what your game day looks like. Can you walk us through what that looks like for you and how you prep and things like that? Yeah. Like I said, off the top, I feel like this job is like a lifestyle. Always give got like NHL network, ESPN, something on the TV, you know, keeping up with the news on the phone, checking Twitter all the time, staying up to date with things. Yeah. But in season, what it looks like for me, kind of um, the non-game days we meet the day before and have like a noon production call, kind of everyone gets their ideas together. What do we want to talk about in the next show the next day? And then we get those ideas there. And sometimes they go out to the ice plex. I'm listening to the player. They do some interviews for our shows as well. Do morning skates and all that. And then game day comes around. And typically, you know, having my coffee and breakfast, I'm on my laptop and getting in our rundown, we call it, is basically like the organization of what our show looks like. And I get in there and I like to write a lot of my own stuff. Um, we're not teleprompter, so it's all just kind of off the cusp, but I like to organize my thoughts and write them all down in yeah. there. So I kind of photographic memory, I've got it in my brain, what I'm going to say. So I get in there and kind of write my ideas in that rundown and then start getting ready and probably head into the studio, get there around four um, for a game at seven. Typically, we've got an interview with the player at five that I do. 
And then we meet at 5.30 for a little, you know, meeting right before to organize the thoughts and make sure we're all on the same page. And then what our show is at 6.30. Um, And then we got the game, the 200 missions and a post-game show. When I first started, it was like, oh my gosh, things went so quick in the game. It was like crazy how many things we did in one night and how quick everything went. So I'm thankful everything slowed down now that I've kind of, you know, fit into this role and kind of know my way now. I'm like, okay, I can have some food in between. We watch the game all together. Um, so no, it's super fun. Game nights are busy, but I, you know, we have a lot of fun in there and really our crew, we love what we do. And we're so lucky that I'm kind of the newest member to our Caps crew, but Alan May, my analyst has been doing it for like yeah. 10 to 15 years. Joby yeah. and Locker, our uh, play-by-play and color guys have been doing yeah. it for 25 years. So yeah. it's like, really, these guys are legends and it's so cool. Al Koken as well, yeah. that I get to just work with these guys that have just been around the team for so long. And really, we're all fans first. You know, we all love yeah. the scheme, oh, God, we yeah. love the caps. So it really makes it for a fun work environment. Absolutely. And I think I just from a fan, pers- like there is nothing better than game days in my perspective. Oh, yeah. I it there's is something about the energy in which like even today we have a game tonight at seven it's in new york but we're sitting here we're like okay it's game day there is energy to go and kind of just be there um but i i think game days are unbeaten in my opinion um yeah there's nothing like it it's so much fun uh and i still kick myself i'm like it's so cool i get to do this as my job like just talking sports for a living so we love it. We enjoy it in season. It's a little bit busier um, just with the things that we're doing, but wouldn't change it. We love it. Now that we are in, or you are in hockey off season for the next couple of months yep. uh, where you're not doing the pre and post show for Washington Capitals, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So typically we'll still do some digital stuff with the Capitals or get out whenever the draft comes around and some of the camps start again, we'll be out there. Yeah. Um, but for me right now, they keep me busy doing NBC four on the news side. I do some sports yeah. things for them. Um, we just kind of merged together into the same building this past year. So that's been a great opportunity to add in, you know, some different things in my tool belt. So I've been doing that basically three days a week. We do a Sunday night sports show, kind of a wrap up of everything that's happened during the week in DC sports. Cool. So that's where kind of, I tell the fan, like, that's where you can find me on NBC four in the off season. And then the Cavs keep me busy most of the year, which I am bummed we're still not going now. Um, but it's good. And that's kind of what keeps me busy. And what's crazy is this summer is a lot smoother. Last summer, I got the call to work the Olympics, which was amazing. And then like two weeks later, I got married and went on a honeymoon. It was like the craziest Crazy summer man. of my life, like an amazing summer. Uh, so this summer, yeah, I'm like, it's hard to top what I did last year. <laughs> But um, I'll take some of the downtime. <laughs> and I mean, what a last summer too. And congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. Um, but I mean, is it, it would like the change, go, I mean, it's evident the change going from hockey to Olympics, but what does that entail for you? Because two very different, because it wasn't, was it winter last year? Am I mixing my time? Um, up? Winter and then oh, just was what they had the winter soon after the summer because yes. everything was pushed. But I was summer yes. Tokyo 2020, but it was done in 2021. Yeah. What so. is that? What does that look like for you in terms? I know you were in studio for all of the Olympic stuff, yep. but prep wise for you, what does that look like? No, like I said, I mean, it's different jumping around the different yeah. sports. But as I said, you know, when, when you could be a reporter or a host, you can do anything, just maybe yeah. takes a little bit more work. The Olympics was a little bit daunting because you're, you know, it's some foreign yeah. 
sports you've never heard of, like names and all that type of stuff. And what I was doing, I was doing the digital desk from Stanford, Connecticut, um, stateside. They had a lot of people staying back just with COVID still a thing then and not sending everybody yeah. to Tokyo that year. Um, so we were kind of doing a wrap up of everything. We would have, yeah. I think, two or three hits each day. And it was basically like, you know, you would get them on Apple News on your phone or on YouTube and just a three minute wrap up of all the highlights of what happened in swimming, gymnastics, what yeah. happened in the day. So we were doing a little bit of everything. So before, and luckily again, working something like the Olympics and with the big NBC, yes. you get those resources of everything that they have. Yep. So, you know, they have researchers, they have people helping you out. So that's, what's great about that type of opportunity. Yes. Um, but still it's kind of just brushing up on the train ride there, making sure I'm like, okay, who are the top athletes? Making sure I know those storylines. You don't want to miss that. But yep. then once you're there, you know, lean on others and ask questions if you have them. Like we had someone who was just on pronunciations because I'm like, <laughs> names are my worst nightmare. And I obviously never want to mess up somebody's name. Yes. So we would be going over that. So I think it's just prepping and making sure you're ready. But then also in the moment, like you got to just adjust on the fly. And sometimes you never heard of something you got to talk about like in 20 minutes and you just got to, you know, learn it and go over it. And so luckily with that, I had a lot of great people around me. Yeah. um to help out that's where too if you ever you know are lost or not sure like ask questions people are there to help I always get to the Olympics and I'm like that's a sport like you you always get a couple of them where you're like you had no idea at all yeah. that certain certain something was a sport I'm like had no idea and yeah. you get like honed in on it and I'm like okay we learned something new today yeah. <laughs> I know because it is a responsibility too and I always say like because people and say like I'm reading highlights even on our news it's yeah. I may be doing a sport that I don't know that well, but like yeah. lacrosse say, or something that I don't always cover. But right. the reality is the people that are watching, lacrosse could be their number one, that's their everything. So you really need to get right those things because obviously you want to respect like them and what they did. And so even with the Olympics, it's kind of like, hey, you want everyone to have that moment and really allow them. And again, things happen in TV, yes. like everyone is human, but at the same time, you want to try to avoid you know, some of those mistakes or things. It's like, Hey, if we can get this right, let's make sure, because you know, you want to give that respect to everyone. And I mean, they're Olympians, like that's amazing. So it was an awesome experience. I say it was like 19 days of, we call it like the summer camp because we were in Tokyo time because we were stateside it yes. was like over. We were working overnight, like sleeping all day. We were eating like tater tots at like 3 AM all together. I'm like, I, I miss everybody I worked with, but it's just so funny. We're totally like, I'm like, I don't think anything can prepare you for what that experience was like. <laughs> That's crazy. But what a perfect description of summer camp Yeah, for all of that for you guys. What That's a perfect sum up of it too. For you as a female in this, in this, in this crazy sports industry, yep. there's been a, such a spotlight in the last five, 10 years of sports and women being accepted into them. What has your experience been like as a woman in the sports industry? Yeah, I always tell people that I'm so grateful and thankful for all the people that came before me to kind of pave the way for women in sports who now it is more of a normal thing to see yeah. us in these roles. Um, you know, whether it's side, it's not just side anymore, it's hosting. We can yeah. be in those, you know, people are in the seats of play-by-play -play color. Like we can do whatever we set our mind to. I think for me, I always tell people, you know, I want to be the best at my job, man or woman, you know, if someone's going up against me, it's like, I'm going to show you that I deserve this role that I'm in. I work hard and, you know, I earn this. So 
I think that's what I always tell people as well. But I do think I have been lucky to be around some great people that have made me feel welcome and never made me feel less than. Um, and whether that's a combination of the respect that I've I've earned from them and they've seen the work that I put in that they know. It's like, you're not just a pretty face, you know, in this role. And I think even for me, you know, like even when I started the Capitals role, there was a male in the role before who have so much respect for him. Yeah. Um, and when I came into it, everyone was kind of like, who's this girl? Like, oh, she's just a pretty face. That's why she got this job. And then after a few games, they were like, oh, okay. like the same people would message me. They'd be like, okay, like I, I see why, why you're here. Yeah. And so again, it's tough that you even have to go through that. But I knew I'm like, let me just show you what I can do. And I know I'm meant to be here. Yeah. Um, and I know the work that I've put in. So I think in all, I've been so lucky that I've been around great people. I've never felt um, anything from anyone or just some negative comments. I've never felt that. Yeah. Um, but I also know that there were women at a time that had, you know, we're dealing with so much and I'm so grateful that they kind of paved the way for us to be yeah. able to do what we do. Cause um, it's amazing that, yeah. you know, women should be in sports. So I'm grateful for that. I love that as we continue. And I ask this question every time I, I have someone like yourself on here yeah. just for their experience. And it is so nice to hear now that everybody who is in sports now is, is saying that same kind of message that, you know, we are getting to a point where we're not seeing it as much. It might be there depending yeah. on the organization or something, but it is becoming more regular that we are hearing, Hey, we don't, we don't have as many issues anymore as yeah. we did, um, which is so refreshing and nice to hear because, um, as you said, what a huge paved way, um, yeah. are the women in our history have done to make sure that we can, um, we can be fans, we can be reporters, we can be all of these different things, um, which is so nice. We can do podcasts, we can do it all. Yes, we can. It's so nice. And it's, it's cool for us because, um, we were commenting, my dad had commented when we were, um, uh, hurricanes won the Stanley cup in 0506. He was like, it was a bunch of dudes. And my sister and I were at that game and he was like, it was a bunch of dudes that were here. And now he's like, when we go to these games, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of families. It's a bunch of, um, you see such a diverse population now, which yeah. is so cool to see. And yeah. I never really, I never really took that, but of course that was almost 15 years ago. So, yeah. you know, know. It's no, it's so great. And I think even the game of hockey is growing and the yeah. fandom, um, which is so awesome. It's so yeah. awesome that everyone, you know, is fans and, and can go and enjoy all this stuff. Yeah, it's nice. And it's, uh, it's beautiful to see that we continue to keep evolving and the sport yeah. as well. So thank yeah. God. <laughs> yes. What has, um, what is a piece of advice that you would give someone that is wanting to become a reporter, you know, starting young, um, that wants to kind of someday sit in the same seat that you are? Uh, well, it's so sweet. And I always try to get back to anyone who asks me questions because I think I sent a message to Aaron Andrews when I was in high school and never got a response. And I was like, oh, I really wanted to know like yeah. this journey, uh, which I'm nowhere close to what Aaron Andrews is. So I get it. She has like millions of followers and I definitely do not have that. Um, but I just think go out there and create your own opportunities. You know, I think sometimes people think, hey, I got to be a part of Fox or ESPN or NBC to be right. able to have these opportunities. And now, 
I mean, I was right at the start, but now, I mean, social media has taken off and even me with my YouTube videos and my parents recording me with literally, you know, if you go on my YouTube, you can find these funny videos now I laugh at, you know, that are just hilarious, but I had agents and broadcast executives emailing me, which I thought I was getting catfished because I was like, there's no way these people found my work, but they found my work on YouTube. So I always tell people, and that was kind of the start of even this NBC connection I got here in DC. So I always tell people like, go out there, create your own opportunities. Like, even if it's your friend recording you, even like this podcast, Zoom, like do things now, put it out there and people are watching and they're seeing, you know, that you have that drive and that will to be able to do what you want to do. So I think just get out there and start, realize you may get some no's too along the way with some opportunities, but that's okay. We all do. Um, You just keep working. And then sometimes that door will open, you know, the next year or a few years later. Um, And I think too, starting out, just never saying no to any opportunity. You know, I never thought probably I'd cover WNBA. Um, And there I was doing that. And it was like one of the best experiences for me. So just being accepting of all sports and whatever, and also knowing, as I've said to, um, and I think Samantha Ponder had said it once, which I stuck this advice with me is um, she said, like, I've never felt ready for any job that I took. Right. And I think that's so true because everyone's like, I don't know, is this right for me? Do I, am I ready for this? Do I know what I'm doing? I don't know enough about this. And it's like, no, you just take it, do it scared, you know, work hard. You right. will grow into that role. Yeah. And sometimes you'll never feel ready, but you just got to do it. So I think those are just a few pieces of advice. And hopefully people could take that if they want to be in sports broadcasting or whatever they want to do um, and be yourself too along yeah. the way. I love that. And one thing I would love to ask you about real quick is just for you and your prep before, like your prep before game days or your prep just in general for whatever you're covering, how deep do you go? Because it, I've heard so many sports reporters, like it is like a deep process that happens. Uh, So I'm I'm always just super curious to hear kind of what goes into each person's prep. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's different, you know, whether you're a sideline and you're doing kind of those like sidebar stories as we call them, or like hosting for a team and what that looks like. But I do think you always want to be ready. So kind of, I've gone on those deep dives where you find one story and then it's like this person's sister. And then you're like, okay, let me learn about this. And then wait, this takes me here. Um, But I do think there also is a thing of like overdoing it sometimes where you're like overwhelming yourself where you're like, okay, I probably don't need this nugget. But at the same time, you want to feel ready for anything that you're doing, really know your subject as well. So if, hey, you're interviewing someone to kind of learn that backstory. And even if you ask those questions to kind of fully understand this person's story or whatever story that you're telling to get to know it a little bit better. Um, So I definitely think prep can look different for everybody, but it's like crazy the, the web and Google what you can find now. So I think, yeah, it's just always, you want to be ready for things. Um, And sometimes one thing leads you to another and to another. Um, But sometimes, you know, once you've done enough, be like, I'm good, I'm ready. And don't go overboard. Because sometimes I think we can do that. Because we're like, are we ready? Do we know everything? It's like going down a massive rabbit hole that we're like, that it just never stops. Uh, But you finally get to the point where you're like, okay, I've seen this a couple different places. I think this is as far as I can possibly go with this point, something like that. No, totally. You're like, I know enough about this to kind of set it up, but kind of know some backstory. So 
yeah, I think it's always good to do your research, but it's, yeah. you know, really honing into specific what you need it for and yeah. not getting too much in the weeds where you're like, okay, I'm just overloading myself yeah. with stuff that I don't need. Yeah. Be very specific with the topics and yeah. once you fulfilled it. Nice. Totally. My last question for you is just what inspires you? What inspires me? I love that. End it with a bang. Um, I think for me, what inspires me and always in this business, like it's an honor to be able to tell other people's mm-hmm. stories and to share that. And I don't take that lightly and have a responsibility in that and always wanting to represent people well and tell their stories and just getting to know these athletes beyond just what they are on the ice as well. So I think it's just that um, constant pursuit of, you know, following my dreams, loving what I'm doing. And then also just the passion for sports and getting to know people and that honor of telling people stories, I think keeps me going along the way. Um, So I think that's a little bit, you know, into what inspires kind of me and my work and uh, what I continue to do. The beauty of storytelling is it's my favorite part of all of it's my favorite part of this podcast, but yeah, why are you doing this? Which is awesome. It's, it's my favorite part. Cause I think everybody has a story and everybody's story is, you know, somehow resonates with somebody else's. Yeah. Um, and it's just this big connection chain, um, that I think we sometimes take for granted, like, Hey, there's a story here to tell. Um, so I think it's so powerful. Yeah. And it's awesome that you're doing this because I do feel like too, well, you know, social media people, it's just the highlight reel or they don't know. They're like, how did you get to where you are? So it's so cool to see, you know, and get to know everybody's journey and everybody's different. And uh, it's tough, especially in broadcasting. I know you've had a few guests before me, but it's our business is like, there's no clear cut. It's not like go to school to be a nurse and you're a nurse. You're like, no, when you're in sports broadcasting, everybody's journey is so different. So I hope anyone who wants to, getting this, who's out there realizes like everybody's journey is different. You're going to go on your own and everybody gets to where they want to be eventually and just enjoy the ride while you're on it. Um, It makes it challenging at times, but also the beauty in it. So it's just one of those things. No. And it's incredible because to your point, you started out and went to TCU and went in this direction. And then I just recently had Daniela Bruce and she went to Michigan state and she went to one, but you both are kicking ass and what you're doing you know what I mean like you both are doing it and doing it in your style so it is so incredibly important to hear the beginnings because to your point we often see the snapshot we often see the here right here and right now but it's so important to hear like hey I did go to school for this or I did go and do this 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 and this is how I got to what I'm doing now or even now like when I first covered high school people I have people that was like high school sports really and it's really that's the best experience I got. And now those guys that were in high school are now in college and in the NFL. And I have these connections now with these guys that we still follow each other and we see each other's journey. And now I have like, well, not really sources, but like friends that are out there. And that's what, what happens, you know, it's like, even though it's just high school, one, you're getting the reps and two, these people will go on to be things one day too, you know? And so you get to kind of start at the ground level with people. Um, and really any experience is good. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. There is, it's like, it's to that point, there's that connection chain. It's the networking. Yeah. I, I will truly, I never, t- I took it for granted in the beginning that networking wasn't as important. I'm like, okay, now I understand it's massively important. It's like <laughs> one of the most important things of all. Um, yeah. So I will never take that for granted ever again. Uh, well, just so great. Now we got social media and we can connect everybody, which is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Alexa, I thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. If you guys do not follow Alexa, all of her socials will be linked down below. So you can go follow her 
Um, and I'm excited. We got a uh, soon hockey <laughs> hockey will be, I mean, there's no yep. sleep here for hockey. So we will be kicking it off um, with some new capital stuff here soon. Yeah. Danielle, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye y'all.